0: Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. When we study the Bible, I guess everybody would agree that context is important. We would all say that. I think all Bible uh, teachers, all Bible students, all would say you got to get some context. You've got to understand what is being said. Who is it being said to? We just finished our Thursday night with the activities and the timeline between Jesus's death on the cross and then his resurrection. We just finished that study last Thursday. Now we're going to get into a verse-by-verse study of Matthew chapter number 24. So I hope it'll be a blessing to you. The Bible says in verse 1, And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? All right. There's a lot there's a lot in Matthew chapter 24. We're going to try to get some understanding tonight on who is it for? Who is it for? And this temple distraction we're going to be dealing with. Now, when Jesus is saying these words, at least concerning the New Testament church, when he is speaking these words to the disciples. Is there a New Testament church? From which we are a part of? Get Acts chapter 20 and we'll get the answer. Acts chapter 20. Watch what it says in verse 28. The Bible says. Acts 20, 28. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased. Who's that? Jesus Christ with what? His own blood. So, when Jesus Christ has these disciples and he's speaking to these disciples, has he purchased the church with his blood yet? He hasn't. Is there a church that's gathering and assembling? There is. But it, is it the church that he's going to purchase with his blood? The New Testament church? It's not. It isn't because Jesus is going to, well, he did purchase it, but when he's saying that, He is going to purchase it with his blood. When he is speaking those words yet. When he is speaking those words, though, he has yet to purchase it. Now, we are a part of that church. But that church has yet to be formed in the immediate context of Matthew chapter 24. It's not been formed yet. Why? Acts chapter 20. He hasn't purchased it yet. That's why. Is there a church going on? Yes. Is it the New Testament church that you and I as born again believers are a part of? No. No. Verse number one. Look what it says. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. Who goes to the temple to worship? The Jews. We're talking about a Jewish temple. And now it says... And his disciples came to him. So the first section of that little of that verse, it's a Jewish temple. And his disciples, guess what they are? Jewish disciples. (laughs) What did he just get done giving in Matthew chapter 23? If we went through all of Matthew 23, which we're not, it was what? A message to who? The Jewish people, we have a Jewish temple, Jewish disciples, Jewish people in Matthew 23. And now we have this temple talk or this temple distraction, the temple, the temple, the temple that comes up in the first couple of verses of Matthew chapter 24. It says he departed from the temple. It's this building of the temple that they are concerned about. Get Mark 13 and Luke 21. Mark chapter 13 and Luke 21. Watch what it says in Mark 13. The same idea, verse number one, and as he went out of the temple, one of his disciples saith unto him, Master, see what manner of stones and what buildings are here. Look at Luke chapter 21. We're going somewhere with this. Luke 21, verse number five, look, and if some spake of the temple, how it was adorned with goodly stones and gifts. We see in Matthew, we see in Mark, we see in Luke, all of this talk about the temple. In Matthew 24, as it unfolds, it's going to be giving a description of what is going to happen to the church or to the Jewish people. You see, Matthew chapter 24 is not applied to the church. All of these things that are going to come to pass in Matthew chapter 24 are going to be part of the prophetic week for Daniel's people. It will be the time of Jacob's trouble. It will not be the time of the brethren's trouble. And so when he gives this description, the first thing I want you to see is that we have a Jewish message to Jewish people at a Jewish temple. And we see the Jews doing what we always see them doing, getting sidetracked and getting distracted from what Jesus is trying to tell them. Jesus said, I'm going to go to the cross, I'm going to go to the cross, I'm going to go to the cross, and they just wouldn't believe it. He's going to give them some end time talk. And you know what they want to know? Temple, 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 temple. It's a distraction. They're looking for something that has some goodly stones. Let's make a little bit of an application for the church age today, which we live in. How many distractions are there in the world? (laughs) The best thing. To not be distracted and to not get way, way off track, is to just not watch the news. <laughs> we'll go as far. We once you open up the rabbit trail, I mean, it just never ends. You just got to keep going and you got to keep going and you got to keep going. And you know what we've gotten away from? If we go too far deep into the woods, we've got away from the clear command that Jesus gave us, which was to preach the gospel. Who is Getting a proclamation of the truth. That Jesus came, he lived a sinless life, he died, he rose again, and he wants to save you from your sins. If all we're talking about is COVID talk, politics talk, social talk, news talk. And again, I've said this before. I want to know what's going on in the world. But we can get so wrapped up and so tied up in some of these things that we will, as Christians, become ineffective and we won't be doing what God has commanded us to do. I want our church to be a church that's evangelistic in nature and has an emphasis on souls, the heart of souls. And Jesus was constantly trying to, well, I mean, everybody, but mainly the disciples, to get him back on track. And he ends up doing that. But we need to be careful that we don't get distracted. Luke 21, we already read it, but it tells us the temple was adorned with goodly stones. The Jews associated the adornment of the temple. They liked something that had some goodly stones. It was a monument of Praise toward their Lord. And it showed all the grandness of the temple. And people do this today. And. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been discouraging to me at times. When I would travel around or drive around just like you do. And you see these. Beautiful buildings. Multi-million dollar buildings. I don't know how they pay for them, but somehow they find a way to pay for them, adorned with goodly stones. Christ isn't impressed with that if the word of God isn't being believed and taught and preached and lived, and he has the preeminence. It's not about a temple. It's not about the goodly stones. It's not about it being adorned and looking oh so beautiful. Oh, look. We're with God, no, you're with bricks and mortar. (laughs) And yes, we should take care of the building that we meet in with the church, which is the saints, which is us. But we can get so far off track that we lose focus of who should have the preeminence, should be Jesus Christ. And Christ is is an impressed with grandness and you would think the disciples of all people would have gotten this, but they missed it. Get Isaiah 66 if you would. Read two verses of scripture. Uh, verse number one, the Bible says, thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye built unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath mine hand made. Don't forget that. Everything we got comes from God in one way, shape, form, or another. Well, I built it. Who gave you the strength to do it? Who gave you the mind to construct all the engineering behind it? Who gave you the hand of safety that a beam didn't fall on you? (laughs) The Bible says. And all those things have been, saith the Lord, but to this man will I look even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. I want to be trembling at his word. I want to be a church where our church family trembles at the word of God, not mocks it, not corrects it, not changes it. Not laughs at it, not, not says, well, let's just skip over that because that might, you know, offend some people. We better, we better all be of a poor and contrite spirit and be trembling at his word. Now, watch what the Lord says to them regarding the temple. This is good. Matthew 24. We want to be there. We want our Mark 13 passage. Sorry if I didn't. Ask you to keep your finger there. But let's get back to Mark 13, Luke 21. Mark 13, Matthew 24, and Luke 21. Matthew 24, he says, I want you to see all of these, because I think it's good, at least for this lesson tonight. The Bible says, There shall not be left here one stone upon another, that shall not be thrown down. Watch what he says in Mark chapter 13. If Everybody's there. Look at verse number two. And Jesus answering. Said unto him. Seest thou these great buildings. There shall not be left one stone upon another. That shall not be thrown down. Luke 21. Verse number six. As for these things which ye beheld. The days will come. In the which there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. This is how Jesus answers their question. How? With a prophecy concerning the temple. That's how he answers their question with a, pro- a prophecy. Now this prophecy was fulfilled in 70 AD. The Roman army destroyed Jerusalem. And the temple. When did that happen? 70 AD. Now, we just saw all those verses, right? I want you to, I want you to get this because this is good. Three times he says this. Now, here's what I have in my notes. According to the historian Josephus, the Romans torched that temple. And it was written, they wrote, that the fires burned so hot that the gold fittings and the, and the gildings on the walls ran into the cracks between the stones. The Romans wanted the gold so bad that they broke apart all of these stones to get at the gold Thus fulfilling the prophecy that Jesus gave three times. I'm telling you, I'm trembling at his word. When Jesus says something, it will come to pass. Mark it down. There's no reason to doubt this book. You can doubt the news. You can doubt the politics. You can doubt people. But you can, tr- you can trust this book. No reason to doubt it at all. So that's what he says regarding the temple when he answers them. I want to circle back to this thought because Matthew 24 was not then and is not now for the New Testament church to go through any of those things. Now, there's a part of it. It wasn't for the Jewish masses either because there was some private. Conversations going on. Matthew 24 in verse 3 it says they came unto him privately. Mark chapter 13 in verse 13 Peter and James and John and Andrew asked him privately. He's speaking to the disciples. His Jewish disciples not to the church. Let's see. All right let's get Acts chapter 1. Move on to our next thought. Look at the Mount of Olives. Acts chapter number one. Mount of Olives is going to be the exact spot where the Lord will come back to earth. He's going to defeat Israel's enemies there. And he's going to establish his millennial kingdom there. He's going to return to that mount. And in Acts chapter number one, let's see. All right, where do we be? Verse number six. All right, when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom? To Israel. You know what they wanted to know from him? Give me the kingdom, Lord. When's the kingdom going to come? They want physical kingdoms. They want physical temples. They want physical blessings. They want all the goodly stones. If they would just listen to the Lord and believe what He said, they'd just be better off, just like we would. But they're distracted. They want kingdoms, they want temples. And he's questioned by his, disciples. look at Acts chapter 1, verse number 12. Well, let's let's keep reading from verse 6 and maybe get a better understanding. He said to them, it is not for you to know the times of the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the other most parts of the earth. When he had spoken these things, while they behold, he was taken up. The cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, you men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, Which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. This questioning in Acts chapter 1, verse 6. When are you going to restore the kingdom? Right before his ascension. Right before he's going to go up. Lord, how about the kingdom? You're going to bring it in now? How about the kingdom? Telling you they're distracted on earthly things right before the Lord's going to go up. When you're going to set up the kingdom, Lord? Now, let's circle back to Matthew 24. And let's get Zechariah chapter 14. Go Back in the Old Testament, you'll go to Malachi. Keep flipping and you'll get to Zechariah. Let's get Matthew 24 and Zechariah. Matthew chapter 24 and verse number three. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, Tell us, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? This design, this Mount of Olives design right before his ascension, they're asking about this. Right. When are you going to set up the kingdom? In Matthew chapter number 24 and verse number 3, the disciples are questioning now this this sign of thy coming. And we see that questioning there as well. When are you going to set up the kingdom? What about this temple? This Mount of Olives is where Jesus is going to come back to the earth. We'll come back to that thought in a minute. That's important. Let's go over to Zechariah chapter 14. How many of you believe that all of God's prophecies will be fulfilled, (laughs) right? We believe that. Every single one of them will be fulfilled. Look at Zechariah chapter 14. Uh, Okay. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. Who's going to gather the nations? Who's the I will? That would be God. He is going to do that. Keep reading. And the city shall be taken. And the houses rifled and the women ravished, And half of the city shall go forth in captivity. And the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Verse number three. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. Who is going to fight against the nations? That's going to be God. He's going to do that too. Verse number four. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives. That's Christ's feet. Which is before Jerusalem on east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east. And toward the west. And there shall be a very great valley. And half of the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. What's okay? He's going to gather all the nations. He's going to fight against the nations. And where is his feet going to stand? On the Mount of Olives. Mark it down. It's going to happen. He's going to do it. All of his prophecies, all of his promises he keeps. Now, what's the purpose of Christ's return to the Mount of Olives? We said a lot about the Mount of Olives. Let's wrap it up. This is the big takeaway that I want want us all to get. Look at verse number nine. What's the purpose? Zechariah 14, verse nine. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. And in that day shall there be one Lord and his name one. We got a messed up government now. We've always had a messed up government because Jesus Christ isn't the ruler. Voting fraud. Too much of it. Not a, I, I, Look. Verse number nine in Zechariah chapter 14. We're going to have a perfect government because we have a perfect governor and there's a perfect ruler. Jesus Christ. We don't have to worry about him getting voted in or not getting voted in having voter fraud or not having voter fraud, having to try to protect everybody from COVID-19 or distract everybody from something. No, Jesus is coming back and his feet are going to touch down on the Mount of Olives and we're going to have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who's perfect and righteous in everything he does. And oh boy, we're going to be coming with him. Now, isn't that going to be a day? Isn't that going to be a day? In the meantime, Follow Joe Biden on the live stream in his basement. or <laughs> Whatever the next thing is going to be, it's just going to be. It's going to be. I'm not banking. I'm not putting my investment stock in who's sitting in the White House. Not doing it. Not doing it. It's impossible. This is just an introduction tonight, but it is impossible. For the second coming of Jesus Christ and the rapture of the church to be the same thing. They're completely different events that happen at completely different times and have two different groups of people involved. Rapture of the church is for us. And it is not the second coming. The rapture of the church is not when Jesus' feet touch down on the Mount of Olives. That's the second coming. And they are two different things. And that's what we're going to be going over and going through in Matthew chapter 24. The second coming happens after the tribulation. And if you don't like to use the word tribulation, it happens after tribulation. The time of Jacob's trouble. If you don't like the time of Jacob's trouble. It happens after. Daniel's 70th week. And if you don't like Daniel's 70th week. It happens after the prophetic fulfillment. Found in the Old Testament. Any way you say it. That's when it happens. And the second coming. Happens before. Before Christ. Sets up. His millennial kingdom, which is when we will have a righteous ruler and there's going to be no if and buts about it. The deliverance is different in the rapture of the church and in the second coming. The second coming, the nation of Israel is delivered. We'll get into this more. But there's one week left that needs to be fulfilled in Daniel's prophecy. It's the 70th week. We're in the times of the Gentiles. The 69th week of fulfillment ended at the cross. Time stopped in God's mind concerning Israel. And he is going to start that clock again when we are caught up to be with him Not on the Mount of Olives yet. We are called up to be with him in the air. It's going to be a meeting up there. We're going to have a little celebration. The rapture of the church. Well, the second coming, the nation is delivered. The rapture of this church. We will have a supernatural deliverance. If if it's tonight, we're alive and remain, we'll be called up. If we were to die, well, we'll get to go first, okay? And then, but we're all going. We're all going to go and meet the Lord in the air. It's a supernatural deliverance, and it has nothing at all to do with the deliverance of Israel. That will come at a later point. The two events do not overlap. They're not the same. One is a cloud gathering. The other, when Christ placed his feet upon the Mount of Olives, For judgment the context of Matthew is Israel the questions in Matthew have to do with Israel the New Testament church has not yet been established when that is going on in Matthew 24 it is established now he purchased it with his own blood but just saying when that's going on right you, you dive in right into the text of that it's not yet been established it's an israel message at an israel temple israel disciples and israel people all right let's bow and pray thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of pilgrim baptist church we look forward to seeing you in the next episode